In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, my dear friends, today heaven and earth rejoice because this is the day on which our King enters into, the, into His kingdom. The gates of heaven are reopened this day. And so although we're sad that our Lord has gone away from us on Ascension Day, nevertheless, the joy that all the souls from limbo and purgatory and all the angels are rejoicing in His presence, that should over, just overcome any sadness that we here on earth feel. Consider that when our Lord went up to heaven, He did, no doubt, empty purgatory. And, and with that, all the souls from limbo who had waited for thousands of years for this moment, they finally were able to go to that place of eternal glory and happiness. All the angels were singing and rejoicing in His coming. Before our Lord did this, He had one last visit with His apostles before He ascended. And it's interesting because it seems that He went to the Cenacle in Jerusalem. And there He met with His disciples for the last time. And it says in both today's epistle and gospel that He ate with them. And, but tradition says that Jesus ascended into heaven about noon. So you can imagine this meal was no doubt some uh, like a, a breakfast or a brunch. But he was there with them, eating with them and speaking to them for the last time. And you'll notice what Jesus says to them. In his last words to his disciples, he rebukes them for their incredulity for their hardness of heart, in that they had not believed. And what he's doing is our Lord is humbling them because they're going to have to go on a great mission now and they're going to have to realize that the work that they do, what they do is not done through them and the miracles that accompany their work is not of them. It is from God. And so he humbles them by reminding them what weak sinners they are. And you can imagine how they're all struck very deeply by our Lord's words, if he's, he was, how He corrected them. It's true, they had not believed, they had been so hard of heart. And our Lord would say the same to you and to me, all of us, because so often we lose faith, we don't believe Him, we don't believe His word, we lose trust, we lose confidence. Our Lord is very displeased with this. And it's probably the most common sin in the whole world. This lack of trust, lack of faith, lack of confidence in God. How displeased He is with this unbelief. And because he, he says in, in His last words to the apostles, I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe who is still unfaithful after all these things, he will be condemned. Our Lord doesn't mix words. Our Lord would not be at some sort of ecumenical conference in the world today. He doesn't, he doesn't preach that. If it didn't matter what religion you practice, why would he have ever become a man? If you could save your soul by being Muslim or being Buddhist or being Protestant, what's the point? 
he would have just stayed in heaven. But he came down on earth because there is only one religion. Matter of fact, there's only one, one person by whom you are saved. It is Jesus Christ. And only they who believe in Jesus Christ can be saved. Now, I grant you that other people will be saved from other religions, but not because of their religion, but in spite of it. That is, that somehow they are saved because they did everything they could for salvation and they had invincible ignorance. But this, my dear friends, is very rare. You must not think that, oh, well, you know, he's a good Buddhist or he's a good Muslim, he's going to go to heaven. That is not true. If somebody is rejecting the faith and is refusing to believe, our Lord says it himself. It is not my words. It is not the Catholic Church's teachings. It is the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who does not believe will be condemned. There is only one name in which we can be saved. There is no other name under heaven in which we can be saved other than that of the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll notice that he promises to work signs and wonders to help our unbelief. He says that this, these things will accompany those who believe. They will be able to cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues and new languages. That is, without studying, they will be able to understand and speak in different languages. This happened to the apostles and happened to many saints of latter years. For instance, St. Francis Xavier was able to speak and understand languages in India that he had never studied. He was able to go to Japan and speak to the rulers of Japan. And this, this should remind us that those who believe, our Lord will accompany them and work signs and wonders to help their unbelief. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. Our Lord is showing that you have no reason not to believe. The miracles and the signs have been given to this world over and over again. If you want one more sign that's impossible to reject, it's this, that this small band of people that were with our Lord in the Cenacle on that last day that He was on earth, no doubt they were no greater in number than the people that are here in this small chapel tonight. Those same people would conquer the entire world. How is that possible except that this religion was of God? That that small number of people would go out and spread the faith and the whole world would be converted. They would conquer all the nations. But in order to do that, they needed a weapon. They needed armament. And what was the armor that they would wear? Well, our Lord tells them, you are to stay in the city until you are endowed with power from on high. The Holy Ghost will come not many days hence. And so you know that the apostles waited and prayed in the room of the Cenacle for the next nine days. It was the first novena in the church. And that is why we always have novenas, nine days of prayer. It is based on what the apostles and the, and the friends of our Lord did after Ascension Thursday. And they received the power from on high to conquer the world for Jesus Christ.
Well, our Lord then took with him his friends and they went on a procession to Mount Olivet. It's strange, you might wonder, how is it that other people in Jerusalem didn't see him? Well, the saints say, some of the saints have written and talked about this, and they say that our Lord was not visible to the people who did not have the faith. They could not see him. He would not reveal himself to them because of the hardness of their hearts. Just like you know after his resurrection, even the disciples on the way to Emmaus could not see Jesus for who he was. They did not recognize him. As it were, there was like a a veil over their eyes. They did not recognize our Lord. Well, the same is true with the people of Jerusalem after, after the resurrection. Jesus walked right through the city with his friends. And the people did not recognize him for who he was. But his friends did. And they went on this procession to Mount Olivet, to the same place where Jesus had suffered his agony in the garden, where he had drank the the cup of suffering. And this same place of his suffering would be the place where he would ascend in glory. There's a lesson there for us to, to learn that often it is the times in our lives where we suffer the most, those are the times for which we will be the most glorified. Often when you are suffering a lot, having a hard time, that is when God is going to bless you and reward you greatly. The people of the Middle Ages used to have a procession on Ascension Thursday to commemorate this walk through the city of Jerusalem to Mount Olivet. And it's, it's sad that you know we've lost those kind of things because the people in the Middle Ages would do these things to remind them of all that Jesus did with his friends. As Dom Guéranger wrote in his liturgical year, what happy times those were when Christians took delight in honoring every action of our Redeemer. They could not be satisfied as we are with a few vague notions which can produce nothing but an equally vague devotion. It's so true. Because we we no longer do these things like public processions and honoring our Lord and our Blessed Mother, then our faith often is very vague. And our children grow up with very vague notions and, and they have vague devotion, as, Saint, as Dom Guéranger says. It's just it's something never goes inside of them. And so that's why, you know, this Saturday's procession in honor of our Blessed Mother, a public display of faith, it's so important for us to do things like that. It enkindles in our hearts a greater love and devotion, but also it sets an example for all of San Jose. Well, as I told you, it was about 12 noon when they reached Mount Olivet. Even though they were sad, following the example of the Blessed Mother, they were rejoicing. Because as our Lord had told them, if you love me, you would indeed be glad because I go to the Father. And so even though her heart is breaking at the thought that she will not see her son now for many years until she goes to heaven, nevertheless, our Blessed Mother rejoices on this day. Because she is, her heart is so united to him that even though she will suffer by remaining here below, her, her heart rejoices because she knows that he will be in glory. 
and he will receive the, the, the worship and the honor of, the, of all the angels and saints. And so she is glad and rejoices for her son. You can imagine how our Lord embraces his blessed mother for the last time, how he looks at her with such love. And then how all the people, all of his friends, and as I said, there was not that many there. You know that there was only 120 in the Seneca on Pentecost Sunday. So perhaps there wasn't very many more than that on Ascension Thursday, watching our Lord being taken away from them. And so, as I said, it wasn't a very large number of people after all the work that Jesus had done, all the miracles he had performed, all the preaching, his followers were few in number. But that doesn't matter to our Lord. He, he can conquer with few as he could with many. And so, in order to prove that this is the true faith, he would leave the world with just a handful of followers and they would have to go out and spread his teachings all over the world. And so he blessed his dear friends for the last time. He raised his hands in blessing and perhaps he made the sign of the cross over them because the blessing that we give now is always with the sign of the cross which dates all the way back to the very beginning of Christianity. It's very possible that our Lord blessed his friends that way and so when they blessed, they also did that as well. And so you can imagine as he blesses them that he begins to ascend into heaven. And they're, they're in awe as they watch and look, look at him going up. And they watch him until he is taken out of their sight by a cloud. And then the angels appear next to them and remind them it's time for them now to go to work. Why are you standing here looking up to heaven? He will come again as you have seen him going. And so the angels would say the same to you. you. You don't just stand looking up to heaven. That is, you don't just practice your faith privately. So many people in the world today think, oh, you know, religion is just a private matter. You just keep it to yourself. You just gaze up to heaven and you think about God in the way you want to think about him. No. You are now to go out and spread the faith by your good example, by your words, by your, by your good works. You are to spread the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are to remind people of the things that He did. You are to show by your example the love of our Lord for souls. Even though we are few in number, our Lord can conquer San Jose with few as he could with many. And so do not be discouraged if on Saturday we're only a handful of people. But you remember that in public displays, honoring our Lord and our Blessed Mother, God is going to bless you very much for doing things like that. And even if it brings about only the conversion of one person, it would be well worth it. So, my dear friends, let us take heart and take courage today and let us rejoice in the celebration of our Lord's entrance into heaven and let us be determined to do everything we can now to go out and to remind people that this Jesus whom we have seen going up to heaven will come again even as we have seen him going. 
Let us not be attached to the things of this earth, but let us always remind others and ourselves that heaven is our true home. That is where we are meant to be forever with our Lord. You are immortal. You must remind people of their immortality and that they were meant to live with God forever. Don't surrender heaven for just a few fleeting years here on earth, but strive for the better things, for the eternal kingdom and for the rewards that never end. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.